Well, it's nice to be in a new space. New things, new beginnings. And at the same time, still letting go of the old. <laughs> at least we had a nice transition from where we were to where we're going. So that's kind of nice, but we don't always get that in life, do we? Sometimes it seems like something's ending and we don't know what's next. So maybe this was an action of grace, knowing what was next. <laughs> and that's just part of the journey. You know, sometimes it really is hard to let go of the old before we do move into the new. But one thing I've definitely learned over the years is that at some point we do have to let go. And if we don't, then we really hold back the new from coming present in our lives and from us moving forward into it. And it'll unfold in the timing it is. It'll look however it looks. When Jim and I began this process of really realizing it's time to let go of the house that we were in and move forward, we didn't know this place was going to be available. We didn't know it was out there. So we began the process of letting go inside of ourselves before the outer movement started taking place to see how that was going to look. So in the beginning, there's just a lot of trust and faith that, okay, this is, it's time not to move because something inside of us was ready to let go and we knew it was done the way things were unfolding. One of the things I've learned over the years is to also allow spirit to be practical in your life. Give yourself the time physically for things to unfold. Spiritually, things can happen very quickly. But on a physical level, it can take time for change to take place. And sometimes change happens very quickly. It's all of that. There's not one way or another. But I know a lot of the times we'll hold back in our lives from really moving forward because we're afraid of what it is we're going to move towards. What's the next experience? And in that fear, we'll actually hold back from letting go of what we're in. But yet, a lot of the times we're, we've had enough with whatever it is that we're in. But yet we're afraid to move forward because we don't know what is next. And if you're like me when I was, well, I kind of still am that way. And I was going to say, when I was younger, I'm going to, be, I'm going to start being like Jim now. When I was a child, <laughs> when I was younger. When you were childish. When I was childish. <laughs> has that changed? <laughs> no. That one won't work. <laughs> when I was younger, I was always ready as yeah, let's move on to the next thing. I wouldn't even give time for the old to drop away. I'd be moving on into the new thing because of my excitement of moving forward. And I guess over the years, I find that maybe sometimes it's unusual because a lot of the people I've seen now, usually that's not the case. So I've had to learn to shift gears, which is getting easier now that I'm getting older, <laughs> is giving things really more of the time to transition, to move, to change. It's not about timing anyway. It's really more about what are we doing inside of ourselves? What are we allowing ourselves? What is it we're moving through inwardly? What are we learning? Where's the growth? Because out here it's just change. Just because things change in the world around us physically doesn't necessarily mean there's growth or change inside of ourselves. And that's what I noticed a lot when I moved around when I was younger is that I'd jump into the next thing, but some things inside of me weren't necessarily changing. I was looking forward to the new thing physically, but inside of me I realized wherever I'd go physically, then the same old process inwardly would go with me. And then even my new physical surroundings would often be similar to the way they were before. 
because I hadn't really changed inside. So the outer reflection, a lot of the similar things would show up. Even though it would be new faces and a new place. So over the years, I started to look at that and learn to slow down and really realize, you know, I really was more focused more on the outer. And this pathway that we're doing here really is an inner pathway. It's about the inner changes, the inner freedom, the inner awakening, the inner letting go. It's all inside, regardless of what the outer looks like. So even though we're in a new place physically, does it mean things have really changed inside of ourselves? Well, in this case, it is changing. That I know. Because of the year building up to this even happening for Jim and I and all of our conversations and our own inner processes and awarenesses in it all, there's a change. And part of that is expansion. We're letting go of the old and wherever we were in ourselves and then moving into the new, which was more of an expansion. I look at it as part of an inner expansion and my own awareness and allowing more space and then the outer can sometimes be a reflection of that. Like I said, not always, but sometimes it can be an outer reflection when things do begin to change inside of ourselves. So it can be either way. We can't judge it one way or another, but if we pay attention, we begin to learn by looking. Because I know a lot of us say we don't have inner experience. But if you look around you and pay attention to even your outer circumstances or outer reflection, as we'd like to see, say, that you may begin to see some of the changes that are occurring inside of you. But look at it as you would as a mirror, as a reflection. It doesn't mean things that are different, but it could, depending on what your approach is to it all. So do be aware of that. But still then, you want to eventually drop the outer focus and come to the inner. Because eventually you realize that's all there is. Eventually you realize the outer really doesn't matter. And often, the more that happens, or the older you get, things start to slow down a little more, get a little more quiet. You're not as interested in doing as much as far as all the outer physical activities. Because maybe a lot of it's done. Maybe you've let go of a lot of what was running inside of you that you even wanted to go do all these outer physical activities, but yet if there still are certain things physically that pull on you, it's called go do them. Have the experience, because in the experience, it'll fulfill you. And this journey is one of fulfillment. It is not a journey of getting rid of your karma. You've heard me say this now over and over. This is not about getting rid of karma. This is about you fulfilling karma. But what is that? It's having experience. Go have the experience. And when the experience is done, you just won't be interested anymore. You'll stop doing it. That's how it really works spiritually. And a lot of people, when they begin to go to different spiritual pathways, different teachers or saints or mystics, they often are going because they're wanting their lives to change because they're looking for somebody else to do it because they don't realize how to do it themselves. And that's okay. Because in that process, we begin to look for something different. We begin to search, even though a lot of it in the beginning may be more of an outer search for a group, a teacher, a pathway, a teaching, a principle. That's great. But where is that even wanting to look in that outer search coming from? But within you. 
So at some point, you want to begin to recognize even all the things you do in the world, whether it's a spiritual search or anything physically you want to go do or participate in, is coming from within you. There's something inside of you that is motivating you, inspiring you, moving you, pushing you, calling you, directing you to go do something. And it's called pay attention. Begin to look. What is a part of you that is doing that? Not even a thing. What do most of us do? Well, what do, what do I do next, Lord? Give me some guidance. Give me direction. We're waiting for God to tell us what to do to make our lives better. But where's our focus? It's still on what to do. It's still on what to do. What's my next step in life? What's my life purpose? Are you still approaching your inner journey that way? There's nothing wrong with that. Because that's part of the journey a lot of us will do. We'll go inside and look for direction, for guidance. And that's part of it. So we've risen our attention from down and out in the world to kind of midpoint psychic realm. But at some point, we're going to want to even turn our attention more upwards towards spirit. And it's when we begin to do that that we really begin now the spiritual journey. Not the psychic, not the metaphysical, not the physical, but the spiritual journey that is beyond all the other. That's when we really get in touch with who we are rather than what we're doing. That's really this path to sun and light that we're sharing here in Interlight Ministries. It is a path of the awakening to who we are, not what we're doing. The nice thing is when you awaken to who you are, there's an easier, greater, smoother action of knowing what to do. I like to call a byproduct or a fringe benefit. One of the side effects of knowing who you are, you have a greater knowing of how you express and how you want to. Many of us are here today because we felt an inner polling, an inner call, an inner guidance to be here. Some of us, maybe it was just friends or somebody telling us we should be here because it would be good for us. That's often sometimes how it starts. But everybody's welcome to say no. You can say yes or no. You have that option. Sure, there's always repercussions of what come with saying yes or no. But it's part of the learning. It's part of the experience. But at some point in any one of our journeys, we are eventually going to have an inner calling, a pull. And again, when I say inner calling, I'm not meaning something in inner calling of what it is for you to do physically. A true inner calling of you spiritually to begin to awaken to the truth of who you are, the spirit of who you are, and what spirit really is. The word spirit and the word karma are used all the time now out there in the world. But how many people really know what that's about? Do you really know what it is? Or do you just think you do? Good questions to ask yourself. If you think you know what it is, you may be misleading yourself. You're getting in your own way. If you don't know what it is, but you would like to know, that's often an easier place to be because that type of place is one of being open, receptive. So you keep moving, allowing yourself to awaken. And I'm not preaching from a place 
of saying I know it all because I know I don't know it all. That's been made pretty evident to me in my own inner experiences. I know very little, even though I know my oneness with God. Consciously, fully, my oneness with God. I know that. I've experienced it more than once directly in spiritual realms. But that doesn't mean I know everything. It just means I know my oneness with God. And the way to move into that experience. That's why I share about this. I don't know how all the things in the world work. I don't know how all the psychic realms work. That's not my area. But I know the journey through all those things on the road to freedom, on that spiritual movement of loving. That I do know. And that's all I can truly share about is my knowing from my experience. All the rest, hey, I'm still learning too. Just like how we found here where I started out this new center to have our outer gatherings at. And we're all on that journey, all of us. Jim and I don't have all the physical answers for you, but what we do have is spiritual answers. And we know that as you really choose and follow that spirit inside of you, everything else will work out. It does anyway. So this isn't a physical journey we're doing here. It's a spiritual one. It's a spiritual one. You make that your priority. As we always hear Jim saying, God first and God only. You make that your priority. Your life will start to change, even physically. But it'll be an outer reflection of really the inner change of you really now making spirit first in your life. And it really will be more about the inner journey. And you may see things physically dropping away where you just are no longer interested in doing them anymore. And at first, usually you'll think something's wrong with you because not only will you notice a change, other people around you will, and people will question you, what are you doing? How come you're not doing this with us anymore? Why aren't you going out and partying? Why aren't you going and doing this and that? You'll sit there and go, I don't know. And then you'll start judging yourself. I'm so boring anymore. A lot of you have already done that. I know, we've had those conversations. Boring is a good thing on this journey. Another word for boring is peaceful. For those of us who have been around a while doing that, yes, it's old age as well. <laughs> I can start to say that now. But peacefulness really comes not from aging, from completion and fulfillment. That's karmic completion. Because when you really go out in your life and do the things for you to do to have the experience, you fulfill yourself, even physically. We do have physical karmas. There are things for us to do. But don't look at them as a negative thing or bad and you're not doing spirit because you're doing things physically, look at them as a good thing that you are here having a physical experience that your soul wants to have to have its fulfillment and get complete with this physical journey. And the same goals for the imagination and for the emotions and the mind. It's true on all those levels. It's not just the physical journey the soul's having. It is also a journey through the imagination. Why else would we daydream? Why would we visualize and imagine things and have fantasies of all the things we'd like? That's the astral journey, the realm of imagination. The soul is journeying through that. And all the emotions we feel and go through. 
That's a journey the soul is moving through as well. All the thoughts and the belief systems we have, that's a journey the soul is having through that level of consciousness. And all that we don't know, the unconscious, the soul's having a journey through that as well. It's all a journey that the soul is having. But you that is the soul having the journey is what it's all about. It's not about the outer journey. You know that phrase, it's not about the destination, it's about the journey? Bull crap. It's about you, the true you. It's not about the journey. It's not about the destination. It's about you. So let's take it another level. But until you make it about you, it's still going to be about the journey and the destination. It's going to be about you trying to get somewhere, trying to fulfill something, trying to be happy, trying to be this and that. Anybody in here happy all the time? Anybody here not been sad before? right. So stop trying to not be sad. Stop trying to be happy. Instead, focus your efforts and your energy on who you are and discovering that truth, spiritually who you are. Realizing you'll be happy at times and you'll be sad at times. The nice thing is when you get more in touch with who you really are, all that is okay. Where before it wasn't okay. When you're not in touch with yourself, it's not okay. Something's wrong with me. But you see, I accept something's wrong with me. Do you accept what's wrong with you? That's where all the jokes come from. The bad jokes, as it's been pointed out. Because as soon as you start moving into acceptance, it changes everything. But you see, you're also not going to move into acceptance until you get more in touch with the truth of who you are spiritually. That's the key here. You want to know the secret of life, the key, the answer to everything? Wake up to the truth of who you are spiritually. You'll have the answer. Notice I didn't say answers. I said the answer. All the answers, they get all handled. doesn't matter. All the answers to your questions and all the what to do on any of the levels of consciousness, they get taken care of. Because ultimately, the real fulfillment is your awakening to who you are spiritually. That's the real fulfillment. That's the real karmic completion. And even though it sounds personal, and I say waking up to who you are, one of the things you need to understand, who you are really is God. Because the soul of who we are is God in expression. Sure, maybe it seems like a divine spark or just a cell in the whole body or beingness of God, but it is God. And so we have to wake up to the truth of who we are, and as we do, we will wake up to God. It's a given. It goes hand in hand. There's no separation. But if you're trying to move towards God and wake up to God, and a lot of that's coming from a place of you judging yourself, you're scared, you hate yourself, you hate this world, you ain't going to wake up to God, let alone yourself. Because this journey of awakening to God is one of awakening to the divine self, and it is a journey of moving through the self and all the challenges, the problems, the joys, the fulfillments, all of it, the good and the bad. 
Do you try to avoid anything? If you fear any of it, if you judge any of it, if you make any of it wrong, is where you just hold yourself back. This is why you hear Jim and I always say, yeah, we can share with you, we can show you, we can help bring you along, but really you've got to do the work. Because that's how it's set up. If it wasn't true, then won't everybody be awake and know the truth? Well, I don't see that going on in the world. Even those of us trying to wake up, we get discouraged because of how long it takes or how little we wake up or have experience. That's the hard part. It takes time. We have these lessons to go through. We have these experiences to do on our journey of awakening. But the doing gets done more quickly when we focus more on who we are rather than on what we're doing. But it's also called take care, take responsibility, take care of the doing part. We are here to do, to have experience, but don't make that the focus of the priority. That's the big key. The inner journey of spiritual awakening is about turning our direction, our focus, our attention not about what we do physically. You cannot, nobody can physically, spiritually wake up because the body is not of spirit. There's no way the body can wake up spiritually. Sorry, I know a lot of people out there are trying to spiritualize the body. Ain't going to happen. But you waking up to the spirit of who you are that is in the body will happen. Guaranteed for everybody. Which body? That's the question. But at some point in the soul's journey, the soul will wake up. It is about the spirit, not the body, not the mind, not the emotions. Go devour all the books you want and then set them down. Go do all the psychotherapy you want and then set it down. Go do all the fantasy you want and set them down. Go do what you need to do and eventually set them down. They have nothing to do with spirit. It is you, the spirit, that is doing them all and having the experience, but they have nothing to do with the spirit of who you are. But if you really want to wake up and know the spirit of who you are, you've got to begin to realize these things and not play the game on yourself. That's why the joke is always, well, what's the answer? Meditate. Why is it meditate? Because that is the action that will support you in your awakening to the truth of who you are spiritually. That's it. That's the big secret. There's no other secrets. That's it. That action of meditation is all about your spiritual awakening. That's it. Other than that, to help you in this world and move through all the rights and the wrongs, the judgments and the fears, that's where we have the LAF acronym, L-A-F, Love, Accept, Forgive. That's just kind of a tool or a technique we can begin to work with so that we can begin to live the loving of the divine that we are. It helps us to awaken and keep our focus more inwardly as we're walking through this world. If we could just really hold that focus like we do in meditation and live that all day long with our eyes open, we probably wouldn't even need the LAF. The LAF is really what we're doing in meditation anyway. 
It's all about the awakening. There's all kinds of little tools and techniques. But I'll say be careful. If you get caught up in too many tools and techniques, you're going to distract yourself. And I hate to say it, but there's so many tools and techniques out there nowadays that are all about trying to clear the negative. Get you caught up back in it. It's what it does. You've been doing I did them for years, so I, I can... I'm not judging it. I know from my experience. I had to let go of it all. A lot of it's a distraction. One of the biggest things I learned walking the spiritual pathway is also walking a life of practicality. In the East, they call this a householder's path, one of ordinariness. You live your life like most people do in this world, but you also now live your spiritual life called do the meditation. Look with loving, experience loving, work with forgiveness, use acceptance, keep it simple. That'll help you to fulfill the experiences your souls to have in this world. It'll help you fulfill. But it's not going to awaken you. The only thing that awakens you is your love for God and God's love for you. But that's already a given. Your job now is to reawaken to that loving that you have inside of yourself for God. But it begins with loving yourself. But who's the self? It's God. So this pathway is inwards, one of loving yourself. The love, accept, and forgive is really about loving, accepting, and forgiving yourself. When you do that, it handles all the other. It's not about loving, accepting, forgiving everybody else and all the situations in the world. But if that's where we're caught up, well, then we start there. We start loving, accepting, forgiving everybody out here and all the circumstances. But we only do that because we're judging it. We're fearing it. We're expecting something from it. But we're the ones doing that. That's why eventually you want to bring that loving, accepting, and forgiveness back to yourself because you're the one doing it all. Each of us is doing that. Each of us is doing that. That's why eventually every, all of it you want to bring home. Take ownership. Take responsibility for your thoughts, for your feelings, for your actions and your reactions. That LAF helps you to do that. To remove all the things that we create separation with. But that's all done inside. It's all done inside. Literally, right here in the room now, we can have an all this spiritual conversation and some of us can be in total bliss and joy and others of us can be in total reaction and judgment. Usually goes on all at the same time. Because it has nothing to do with out here. It's what's going on inside of us. No matter what the circumstances or situation. Granted, by coming to a gathering like this, we have a certain focus, and that helps. Coming to gatherings like this is a wonderful tool to support ourselves in moving into greater places of awareness and awakening inside. But eventually we do have to come inside. Because that's where it's really all at. So if you're looking for answers spiritually, we have them here. If you're looking for answers physically and psychically, we have a few, but there's a lot we don't. But do realize that. 
and begin to look at how you've been approaching your life, how you've been approaching your own spiritual journey, how you've been approaching your walk with ILM. It's God calling us home. It is not about our own wants and desires of why we're here or doing the spiritual journey. It is God doing it, and we're just waking up to it. Jim and I are here to support that journey of awakening. We're here to support you how to do that, where to look, where to go, how to practice loving, how to move through these things that we've done that have created our separation with God. That's what we're doing here. The nice thing is, when it really is God calling you home, you're going to answer. That's the good news. But as I say, not everybody's called at the same time. But everybody has a time. Don't worry about the others, whether they're personally involved in your life or if they're right here in this room. Don't worry about it. God's working with everybody equally. It's just when anybody's time is, they will have that inner call. I didn't go looking for the Spirit of God to begin my journey here. It started waking up inside of me, and then I began my search looking to find out what the heck was going on inside of me because I changed. And I didn't do anything I knew physically trying to create any inner change. It just happened. And then I began the search to discover what was going on inside of me. That's really what each of us is doing here. Even if you don't know it, that's what's really going on. You think you're just curious or interested about spirit? That's not what's really going on. That just may be the way that you're interpreting it. Then that's fine. I wasn't interested in the spirit of God. I, I wanted to know how to manifest my life. I wanted to know how to get out of body. I wanted to know all the psychic visions. That's how I started. But as I kept doing the inner journey and meditating, just kept waking up to what's next, what's next. But I say, don't make, I don't make any of these things wrong. And I don't know, sometimes when Jim and I share, people think we're making things wrong. When I say all these techniques and tools, they don't do anything for spirit. Well, they don't. Because I can say that because I know I've done them. A lot of them. They did a lot of other things. But for my spiritual awakening, that's a whole other thing we're talking about here. It's a whole different thing. So have the clarity inside of you. Have the intention inside of you. But this is why I'm saying, when God's really calling you home, it doesn't matter. That's why I said, I didn't start off this way, but God knew what was going on. I was just catching up, learning what was going on. And that's really what all of us are doing. And I also say that, because I know many of us on this journey, when we're in that place of unawareness, we often have our fears and concerns that we're going to get left behind. We're not going to make it home to God this lifetime and so on and so forth. And so we have all these fears and worries running. So I'm sharing with you out of my knowing, don't worry. No need to concern yourself with that. It won't do you any good. It's actually the very thing that's causing a lot of your separation. Rather focus on who you are, that God is. Focus on that. Worry about that. Concern yourself with that. I don't care if you call it worry, concern, or whatever. Well, if you're worrying or concerned, where's your focus? On the very thing you're worrying or concerning yourself about. So concern yourself and worry about God and knowing who you really are.
So all it takes is attention and keep moving in that direction in which we're being attentive on. In truth, it's God drawing us home and we're just responding. So on one level, there's really no work or anything to do. But on this level, it seems like there is. So the work to do is to meditate, to be loving, to be accepting, and to be forgiving. That's really it. Those are the secrets. That will fulfill all of it. But then it's to hang in there and to keep doing it. To keep doing it. To keep showing up, as I say. The nice thing is, when it's God who is really doing it, you really can't stop and won't stop anyway. That's why there's really nothing to worry about. Until then, just enjoy the game, because that's all it is here anyway. Because one day you'll wake up and realize that's all it ever was. And quite a game it is. But then you won't really care about all your upsets, all your joys. Because when you really know the truth of who you are and wake up and experience that, and the oneness of who you really are as God, nothing surpasses that.